0: One thing I wanted to talk to you about is something that's been on my mind and what we have in common that's huge is that we're both really big into like self-development and just optimizing your life and lifestyle design and all that. I sometimes feel a little bit of like turmoil, just never feeling like what I'm doing is good enough. Like, is that something that you experience? i
1: rather experience experienced that today. (laughs) Okay. How so? Like,
0: I want to be soaking in
1: all these books. And I remember actually one time I asked, like, do you know Anthony Mativier? He's like a memory technique guru. And he invented this thing called the magnetic memory method. And he talks about memory palaces. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like attaching memory to certain places in your house or whatever. And he was doing a a podcast, like a, a live stream. And he was like, it was like a call in number. And I was like, "Oh, cool. he—he looks like a guy to answer my question." I called him and I asked him, like, "I have all these books I want to read, you know, mm-hmm. and and I just didn't know where to start, you know." And sometimes we can get so overwhelmed with like, "There's all this shit I want to do." Mm-hmm. You just kind of make it so big in your mind that it's just an impossible mountain to surmount. And so the, what he said was like, "Well, what are all these books?" Right, <laughs> uh, like. Seriously, like, like list them out, like write them down. You know, mm. um, it, it's all vague in the air. Like, actually, make it explicit, make it concrete. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so now I do have them, like explicit and concrete. Like, you know, I have like, I have like five or six bo- books I want to read at least, like, to finish off twenty twenty two. I have like books I must read this year. You know, okay. And so for me, because um, I there's just so much information I want to soak in, right? But like I have like hundreds of books that I want to read throughout my life, you know, and study and like there's so many things to learn, like such a learner. And so for me, the battle is what's the best book I can study right now, right? Mm-hmm. And then as well as, you know, still trying to staple that down, uh, like, you know, a good reading habit with writing my book and then uh, as well as like balancing work life, which I'm still trying to staple down um, just to get like a, a routine in place. Um, because the ADHD minds, it's the routine is like definitely one of my struggles right now, but also concentration. I'll focus on my book for two hours or I'll focus on this of hours and then I'll like lose my focus. Right. I'll like, maybe I'll like have to do some cooking or like, you know, I want to staple down my life more where I can be like, Hey, I'm reading 25 minutes, you know, or like, or at least like, you know, two Pomodoros, say so 15 minutes a day or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to just get the needle moving on my book progress, uh, on like reading books but also my writing books. So like for me right now my goal it has been just making sure i get four pomodoros a day in my book writing. Okay. You know. So but what is that like 4 hours? 2 hours, right? So 100 minutes. And yeah, so i mean that's been working pretty good. Like in the, and i've i've noticed like as far as progress it's a lot easier for me to keep a consistent schedule of like just 100 minutes a day rather than like trying to like bang out 6 hours like 2 or 3 times a week you know mm, okay. and another thing too like there will be like hurdles when i write a book right it's like oh i really fucking hate writing this section right now right, right? but then like I'll, I'll wake up to it tomorrow and be like oh this is fine like i've made the decisions i've put my subconscious to work you know mm-hmm. and so then it, it just becomes it just flows easier that way so like sure. so now my challenge is like hey i want to i i want to be reading books too cuz there's some books i want to read before I finish my book that I'm writing. Like, cause I want to integrate that knowledge in, you know, I want to suggest some books. So I want to see if it's adequate to suggest, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like, um, I guess looking, looking at what you're currently doing, right? Cause the, we started this conversation about just kind of feeling like we're not doing en- enough. So then you're <laughs> suggesting to just, Kind of sit with under, – like understand what you're actually doing and then kind of break it up into pieces so that you yeah. can at least track your progress.
1: I think, yeah. I mean, so I think a lot of people can get stuck in this trap where they do not uh, – like they don't uh, have something tangible that they can, they can track. So then even though when they do make good efforts – Um, then it doesn't even, uh, they don't even feel it because uh, they didn't track it, right? Mm. You know, um, because then you can't even think about like, oh, you know, for this entire month, I did like an hour a day, I did 30 hours. Like, if you tracked it, you would know. And you'd be like, yeah, I feel good about myself. Like, there's that momentum. And then like, there's like that character, like I'm the guy Mm -hmm. who does an hour of writing a day, you know? Sure, sure. You know, you can have that. Um, But also like, uh, especially in the world we live today, where information is everywhere. We're not plagued by lack of information. We're plagued by too much. And so we're plagued by having too much opportunity. So everything looks like an opportunity, right? Yeah. And so we're trying to... The, the struggle now is min-maxing, like, what do you focus your time on? Especially for the people that are really trying to um, get somewhere to build a product, to you know uh, make something that works, or to become someone right? You have to focus on the niche. Like It's all about the mastery mindset now where um, because there's just, there's just too much general information available. Everyone's going to know like your basic self-improvement concepts. Now, not everyone's going to know how to take those to the hilt. That's more mastery, right? right. But you know, if you want to like, for example, be like teaching self-improvement, um, you're going to have to have an edge of mastery people don't have. And that comes with focusing yourself enough on something. And that's actually making the decision to say no to everything else, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's going to be topics I might not even hit that I want to hit. I think, um, like, I actually thought about this. Um, I think it's Joseph Campbell, the man who who wrote the book, The War of a Thousand Fates. The man with a thousand faces, I believe. I also wrote, like, the heroes, about the hero's journey. And he did something where he, like, left... His uh, formal education, like where he was going, like get like a PhD or something. But he left that and he he just stayed in the cabin for five years and read books. Mm. And and then out of that, because he was just following his bliss, and that was like his, his saying, like follow follow your bliss. And for him, like I'm almost inspired to almost do something like that, you know, even if it's just like three months or like six months, you know. Sure. Um, where like I just focus on reading. Just focus on like really cultivating my love for something, you know, and actually like training my focus such that I do that, you know. Um, That's where I'm kind of leaning towards now because there's always going to be like the pressures of survival, you know, like a job that's going to throw out your routine or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And plus life happens, right? So there's always like things that you're going to have to control.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind kind of of, uh, a dream of mine as well is to. To get to the point in life financially to, like, be able to build that space, Mm -hmm. you know, where you can just make a decision that the next three months I'm just focusing on this book and, like, nothing else. Yeah. And even going away to a place where you could – eliminate all those distractions. Yeah,
1: just be in a cabin for five years, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> five years of it much. You know. You're gonna come back to like a different world. I really like finally my Elon book- Musk has taken over. <laughs> yeah, you whatever your book is about, whatever technology you're talking about is like you come out of the cabin, you're like, I've got it and then it's like irrelevant. <laughs> it's like spaceships. Yeah. YouTube flying no everywhere. longer exists. <laughs> it's now about brain tube
1: where it's just directly injected into your brain. So, yeah, that was that was about the focus that you were trying to get there. Yeah, all the things. How do you feel like you're doing enough, right? That's almost like the question you're trying to ask, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that comes with the process of finding where you fit perfectly. So that comes with figuring out who you are, you know, plaguing you with the idea of the big leaps, you know, mm-hmm. um, the zone of genius, right? I feel like, and in and that you're adequately focusing enough time on something. So, because I feel like sometimes I'll, I'll get into the zone where I'm like, yeah, I felt like that was a good day, mm-hmm. you know? And those are great days, but those are hard days. <laughs> sure. You know? So it's, I think it's just a process of becoming more disciplined, um, becoming better at lifestyle design, um, becoming more faithful to a schedule and making it such that it's your servant and not your master. You know, because once you have like the schedule being your master, you, you almost kind of don't want to follow it. <laughs> you know, you're taking responsibility. You know, like the schedule's for me, yeah. but I'm still going to do it.
0: Yeah, I like it. The one thing that I'm, I've been doing differently, I've read about the idea of starting with your toughest task, mm-hmm. your most important task. Mm-hmm. and for years i've always made that first task work related and mm-hmm. then i just realized recently if it is actually most important it's most important to me yeah. not to my fucking boss yeah right yeah and so now i finally decided that one of the first few tasks i do with the freshest brain mm-hmm. gung ho attitude let's fucking do this mm-hmm. is something for me and Yeah. that's so the my the first the hour of my one. day now is for me
1: yeah and usually the most difficult one and like eat that frog that's right, right. That?
0: that's the idea yeah yeah that's the idea so that for for me eating that frog now is is writing because it takes for me it takes a lot of mental space mm-hmm. and when I try to do it at the end of the day my oh. brain is just kind of scattered yeah
1: screw that uh you know you've, you know like the idea of like attention residue like deep work right? right so like you know as you do more tasks like your attention just you know builds up residue in other areas is I think that's how that's how he explains it
0: Um, yeah it's when you're jumping tasks really like you leave mm -hmm. a little bit of residue in the last thing you were working with the Mm -hmm. last thing you were thinking about so every time you jump from one thing to the other Mm -hmm. there's some friction and wasted energy (laughs) a lot of people don't realize how much attention Mm -hmm. certain things require Mm -hmm. so or just driving yeah so I always build in these systems to simplify, like everything. I try to make my list, stick to the list, and there's way less decisions. And I eat the same shit all the time. My yeah. wife doesn't like it, but it's easier. For oh me. yeah,
1: for sure. Like for me, I don't, I don't screw with like recipes or anything. It's like the same super salad, and I can eat it every day because it's great. It makes me feel good, <laughs> and like maybe I'll, I'll like I will optimize my diet more. So I'm getting more protein or whatever micronutrient I need, you know, a Brazil nut for that selenium, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, like I'm, I get more satisfaction by, uh, through using my time through other means, right? Cause cook, sure. cooking just takes so much time.
0: Yeah. Simplifying your life. I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. And we should both definitely take a moment to feel grateful for having that mm-hmm. because there are other people like my wife where every day she wants something different every meal's got to be different yeah. so what that means it life becomes more difficult yeah. you're like this food that i had earlier isn't good enough you got to make something else there's more decisions there's more margin for error for yeah. you to eat shit that you shouldn't be eating yeah so yeah i'm all about the um, the simplifying question i have for you is because you and i are like deep we're like balls deep into this thing (laughs) fucking cold showering (laughs) eating nails punching each other in the dick just to like fortify our resolve like do you find that you sometimes have a hard time relating to, like, the average person. I don't even want to call them normals and put us in, like, some weird category. So for me, um,
1: it's been no different my entire life. So I really got into self-improvement when I was, like, 19. So when I, like, I was, like, with my YouTube addiction, there was watching Jordan Peterson, and then eventually I read Atomic Habits by James Clear, and then I was just, like, completely gung-ho, Let's eat nails. Hey. <laughs> and, but like before that, you know, when I was just like an average, you know, teenager, just addicted to everything. Right. Um, playing video games all day, you know, spending all day on Discord, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> or even before that, you know, before that, like, you know, like we're online and stuff. Let's say like maybe when I was like seven playing N64, you know, the Nintendo. Um, I never related to people as much as other people relate to other people. (laughs) So it wasn't different for me. I think maybe for you, you've had that experience of like being part of the gang and stuff like that. For me, it was never that case. It was never the case. Um, And that was just probably because like I was like a Had a very intense mind. Um, Wouldn't listen at school. ADHD. Massive anxiety. Just medicated on like high doses of methylphenidate, which is basically Adderall, but it was Concerta. Right? And they had the the gifted kid category. (laughs) You know? You were the gifted kid? Whatever that meant. Yeah. Like, I just remember like being tested one time. And it was like, I feel like those kids, because like they'll test you for that. And, like, you'll have, like, these people with, like, ADHD, autism, Asperger's, and they'll be, like, in that gifted <laughs> <laughs> category. It's like, whatever that means. No, but what I'm trying to say was um, I was much different. I didn't relate to people. And I, I was just, like, you're e- you either like what I like or you're not my friend.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you know, you like the three interests I'm interested in, <laughs> and you're fully just talk nothing but that the whole time, or we're not friends. Okay. Right. So I I couldn't talk to people that were like in the cars or a different video game, (laughs) you know? Like Mm -hmm. and I just had no interest in it. You know, I had no I didn't see any value for like being good at socialization, anything like that.
0: Right. Okay. So then so then the not fitting in, would you say that part of it was just kind of you have your boundaries and your likes and dislikes and you were the one doing the pushing away?
1: Yeah, I mean I I could you could say that. Um, but, uh, however, when it comes to, like, getting into self-improvement, you silo yourself even more for sure. So, um, so yes, there's a the point, of, like, I'm already used to, like, only making friends with people that are, like, my vibe, you know. And that's, like, people that just love talking, like, 10 hours into, like, depth about something. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, I love that. And that's just what I think is important. And that's just how I operate. When you get to self-improvement, especially when you get serious, I'm going to, you know, try and be world-class at this, or I'm going to try and, um, you know, master my life as much as I can. You know, I want to make people look at my life and go like, holy shit, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, you're going to get a lot of people that can't relate to you, you know, Uh, and actually to the point where i do believe this is like a rite of passage everyone must go through if you want to go down the, like hardcore self improvement path and it's that like you have to let go of um people in your life that are not going to be on board with you mm-hmm. so there's going to be the energy vampires right that just suck you dry and then you know there's um you know those negative people uh, there's just people that just are not gung ho about changing their life for the better, even though that their patterns is, uh, unhealthy and will lead to a unfulfilling future. As you get into self-improvement, you almost become a little bit of an ideologue when it comes to like, you're trying to push self-improvement onto other people. Cause it's like, like I see where <laughs> you're, you're screwing up or I see, Something you know you don't, and you're trying to like show them that, right? And so I've been through that entire process where I'm like trying to show people, you know, like this, that, you know, like or like watch this video. It's only three hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cancel your evening plans and just watch this video.
1: <laughs> yeah, was, like on like some hardcore deep metaphysical philosophy that you don't even enjoy, because again, I'm also philosophically minded. I think that's a prerequisite for like being on like really changing yourself mm-hmm. um, you know especially when it comes to like ego dissolution or ego deconstruction or deconstructing your the self or the self construct right that's very important you need to be interested in how do beliefs work um, epistemology, metaphysics, all that stuff right how reality works as I got more you know into how could I say because uh, like the way it resolved for me is I'm not like going out there and like trying to change people's lives or at least as aggressively as I used to be, you know. Um, Now I'm just like, yo, here's what I'm doing. And if you want to listen, I can speak, right? But like before it's like I was, I remember when I first heard uh, the book Atomic Habits and I read the book and I was like, (laughs) I was talking. Literally, everyone is like, "Yo, this book will change your life," you know. And like, like literally, like thirty different people. I do not even know them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it
0: um It's like a homeless guy. You're like, yeah, like
1: this Have you read is- this book? It could change your life. This will change your life. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and the biggest insight that I had to come to terms with was basically like, how could you know what people need, mm. right? So, like, even though, like, as if I, as I was saying earlier, I could see how this person needs this it's like yeah they do but is that exactly what they need right now sometimes people need to like suffer more and hit rock bottom before their awareness will kick in sure you know and people have different karmas let's say they're sentenced with that they have to overcome themselves so something that's easy for you is more difficult for them
0: yeah 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 but it's it, sometimes it's just it's tough to especially people you like know well and care about mm-hmm. to watch somebody make decisions that you know that it, it they're just not going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And when I think sometimes in, in my life people that have sort of like stepped in and said the right thing at the right time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and and have had a, a massive impact in me and and sometimes I want to be that person. But I think a lot of the times it just, it just happens. You can't force it.
1: Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the people that you're most attached with, um, if you can leverage the relationship, then it's great. Right? Like, for example, I can leverage the relationship with my mom a lot more than like I can leverage the relationship with my dad simply because my relationship with my mom is just stronger. Right? There's a difference there. Like, when you're trying to change people, how much of a relationship do you have? Like how much of a depth do you have?
0: I don't know if you heard that sound, but that was your dad crying in the other room. (laughs) Yeah. You heard that he's not the favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, my
1: mom put up with so much, right? So it it goes both ways now. Hey, you know, we're like, like I, I, so as, so growing up raising, you know, my mom basically did like most of the parenting. Right. And so, um, the connection is there and then like now i parent her <laughs> you know it's pretty funny
0: um and how how so like in what what aspects
1: oh i mean like like for example like um just basic like for example like basic self-care like mom did you do your kettlebell swings today <laughs> you know because she knows it's good for her she feels good and like mom did you do your yoga today you know and like cool um, and, and she knows, like, I, she'll be telling me, like, oh, like, it hurts <laughs> my knee, hurt, blah, blah, whatever. And then, like, other times she'll be like, I feel great. It's like, you'd be doing your yoga every day. It's like, I have.
0: It's like, oh, that's probably why, <laughs> you know. That's cool, man. It's um, cool that you can have that, that influence.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's been really special for me. Um, but even then, right. So I probably say the most connected person I am uh, in my life is with me and my mom. However even then i still don't have the ultimate influence like i'm not she i'm she's not up to par <laughs> when it comes oh, to like shit you know did you, did you hear that sound yeah That's i know your mom know. Crying with your I, dad like, in the I, other room. like what i mean oh. is i <laughs> i uh i have a i have a higher vision of where she can be you know mm, okay so and so so like i i can i see her like being able to do xyz and like you know there's a book she has to write you know and i'm like mom how long have you how much have you been writing on your book is like i haven't touched it in months <laughs> you know i'm like mom i want to read that book you know like i want to read it i'll give a shit yeah. <laughs> you know because she's very wise right um so but like you know so there's so even with that like when my most, with one of my most closest relationships, there's only so much change you can make. And really what I've been learning more and more as time goes on, it's really just being the example yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to get like ripped, you know, would you work out with a bunch of skinny dudes or a bunch of just like steroided up like jack dudes, right? (laughs) You know, Um, the environment that you're around is going to influence how you see reality even right so monkey see monkey do yeah and so um so for me like the best way i can reconcile it is uh this analogy i love to use um and it's um being the lighthouse mm. so a lighthouse doesn't move right it just stands there standing tall shining bright right and Boats come in that, you know, the light is shown through and it guides them for a little while and then they leave. Right. And so like a, a lighthouse is not like chasing boats down. <laughs> can you imagine? Have you read
0: Atomic Habits? Can
1: you imagine a lighthouse just chasing boats down? <laughs> just like the visual of that. Yeah. So um, when it comes to changing people, just being that example is what's going to inspire people. And it it, it works like, Even just showing people what you're doing. And simply because um, the most authority you can exert on other people is just the authority you exert over yourself. Right? Like, this is what I'm doing. This Mm -hmm. is what's working for me. You know? And we're like, oh, I'm kind of related to that person. Maybe it'll work for me too. You know? Sure. Or I like that guy. Maybe it'll work for me.
0: Right. Yeah, we can definitely influence more by working on ourselves. I think living, like being an example for someone is a lot more powerful by just living your life and doing the things you say you're going to do and then somebody just being around and and watching that as opposed to telling them what they should be doing. Because everyone is is sensitive to that, right? Even when you and I talk to each other.
1: I won't even listen to other people myself. That's right, yeah. (laughs) You know, so I'm it's not like I'm like saying like my mom is not good enough or my dad's not good enough, right? This is just human nature. <laughs> I don't even listen to them. <laughs> you know? So, um so like yeah, that's just how humans operate, you know. At the end of the, at the end of the day, it's up to you whether or not you take the responsibility. Um, and like, for example, um, an idea that I've been, uh, really enjoying is like, even like, let's say like have like an addiction to something, right. It's like best left self-diagnosed because someone else can tell you like, you're addicted to this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And you could just like close your mind and say, you know, tell Justified. them to F off and, and then you'll just keep going in your patterns, you know? And like, I remember like my brother would be like, you're so addicted to video games. Like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, now I I have to do the video games. And then, and then, like, then I made that, uh, made those steps to like change my lifestyle and all that stuff. And now I play nothing.
0: So, sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we know that something's up and we're in denial of it. And when somebody points it out, it, you know, it's, it might help a little bit because that's going with mm-hmm. what you already know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in the end, you're the one making the decision.
1: I think if you're really emotionally mature, help having someone tell you something and then like you thinking about it later and be like, "Yeah, they're right, that happens, but for most people, they're not there. so um, but yeah, would you like agree with that idea? Like it has to come from you, they're like, "Oh shit, I have a problem. I want to change
0: it." Sure. Yeah, I I agree and I could speak from experience mm-hmm. that I had, you know, family, friends, other people pointing out to me that there were issues and deep down I knew that there was something that I needed to handle and it was only the day that I decided. But, but it definitely, definitely did help because the circle was kind of closing in. <laughs> I was given less and less options to keep those shitty habits going mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, no one could force you to do anything. Yeah. It's still you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk about habits for a second. Like I, it's something that I think about a lot. Basically goals and the habits that it takes to get you there. So, you know, we're both working right now on building a YouTube channel. And eventually <laughs> eventually and so anyone listening right now that because that's a big goal right it's it's different than yeah well, polished. than a goal that you could just oh okay, I have this goal where you know I'm gonna ask this girl out right That's a goal. Mm-hmm. you can do that tomorrow. you could pick up the phone now and yeah do it. so that's different. So that's more of like, okay, let's deal with it, let's set a time and then do it. But building a YouTube channel, yeah, it's hours and hours and hours of work. So how would you go about that? Because we're in the process. There's going to be somebody listening who has been considering it. Like, what do you see as the biggest barriers, and and what what would you suggest as like an action step to take? So I think about because <clears throat> so basically, I have
1: throughout my life, been making videos. Um, I've made videos for fun, uh, like like little meme almost videos. I've made gaming videos. I've made tutorials on how to build paper mache volcanoes. Tutorials on um, how to three D model stuff. Um, I've made a couple like self improvement videos. Like here's seven tips. Blah blah blah. Um, and so throughout the whole process, uh, I guess I could say I've learned a couple things when it comes to like the barriers to entry. So obviously, first things is first to give me skill, right? Like, <clears throat> excuse me. So building just your base skills, like, you know, looking at the camera, you know, uh, editing, uh, sound right? Picking up a right microphone, you know, um, learning to not record with a microphone that's unprotected in the wind, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, stuff like there's like stuff like that. So there's there's that learning curve, but then there's like the action curve, right? So, um, so for me, I was like, okay, I know I need to get better at speaking, but I don't want to like put all this effort into like making a video I don't even like. Um, and that's kind of like where I was at, like, because um, I tried like doing almost like clickbaity kind of things, where it's like, "Here's seven tips on this," or blah blah blah. And I kind of half asked it because my whole heart wasn't in, it. in it, right? So, so what's most important is falling in love with the process
0: mm-hmm.
1: above all else. So, and if you can find that one thing that will carry you through the rest of the stuff, then that's powerful, right? So for me, I came to this realization, it's like, well, um, there's this idea when it comes to mastery, like, you know, the 10,000 hours, right? So like four hours a day is what you need to be doing um, if you want to be like a master in 10 years. So I'm like, well, shit, like I'm I'm doing nothing right now. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? So I need to be doing something, right? So so I came up with this idea as like, well... Um, I need to create a practice routine. And this came from like a story uh, of like a great orator of Athens, I don't even know what his name is, but he had like a lisp, he had a small voice, whatever, like he he had a fucked up voice, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And he like trained himself to become like the best orator in Athens, like an amazing public speaker. And he he did this by like running across the beach and like practicing his breathing while like reciting things from speeches. Um, He would, like, uh, fill his mouth with rocks to practice enunciating uh, words. He would uh, speak against the crashing waves of the ocean to practice projecting his voice.
0: Damn.
1: You know? And he did this, like, every day, and he just became, like, the best speaker in Athens, right? And so, like, such an inspiring story, but, like, that's how you become, like, world-class or something, is you you create these kind of practice routines where it's, like, people will look at you like, what the fuck, you know? Um, I don't know which basketball player it is, but um, uh, one thing he would do, he would, like, run laps, just, like, um, dribbling the basketball as fast as he can, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? And, like, hours every day, you know? And so... So what really struck home with me was like, okay, I need to take action to create some direct experience so I can learn how to speak better, you know, because speaking I know is going to be a huge thing in my life, it's going to be huge. And that's where my, my zone of genius is, it's in speaking. I enjoy the process of speaking, you know, so it's a narcissist, I love listening to myself all day, you know, <laughs> um, and I just love the process of trying to uh, articulate my ideas, right? Right. I see like Jordan Pearson speaking and his lectures is just literally him just figuring out shit. <laughs> and people are like, "Wow, oh, he's so smart. It's like, and he's just like contemplating while speaking. That's an amazing skill. I love that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so for me, yeah, I need to create practice routines. So then I was just like, okay, so let me go and drive into like a random parking lot. And then sat in the back of my, uh, Toyota, uh, Tercel at the time and like big Afro hair, You know, like, yo, what's up, guys? This is my practice routine, you know, and here's me practicing speaking, and I'm gonna speak about this. And that was like the hardest thing in the world, you know? So difficult. And then now, (laughs) a hundred practice routines later, I was like, Yo, what's up, bitch? Another practice routine, (laughs) you know. Let me talk about this. Yeah, so much more comfortable. So like practicing the eye contact, you know, practicing, uh because one of my biggest fears was like running out of things to say. Right. So uh building that muscle to just always have something to call upon or to just keep on saying words to make you still so sound smart. <laughs> 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 you know? Uh because yeah. it does carry a speech, you know, if you can just keep on talking. Um
0: it's a, a it, yeah, it's definitely a skill. skill. It's, it's a, a muscle that, that you need to to, to build. build. I, I think that. that the more you do it, the more you could also think on the fly mm-hmm. because in certain speaking uh, gigs that you might have in the future, might be like a Q&A. Mm-hmm. So somebody might just bring up topics or a question for you that you have to just kind of tap into mm-hmm. your ideas and be able to speak clearly on, you know, what the question is being asked. So that's a muscle that you got to work like on a daily basis. Yeah.
1: Um, as well as, so like to continue with like, Hey, okay, what, what would I tell someone wanted to start a YouTube channel as if I have authority in that <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll pretend but, that we both do,
1: but, but, um, <clears throat> but just from like, from what I've learned from my direct experience, what worked for me, <laughs> um, you have to really make sure, like, I mean, it really depends what your goals are with the channel. Like, I've seen people, like, turn channels into businesses where they just, like, outsource, the, you know, the, the script, the video, the audio, and they'll make it into, like, a business. And, you know, you can run a YouTube channel like that and, like, make money, and if that's your goal, then go, go at it. But for me, I'm, like, into, like, creating, like, pieces of art, right? And so, for me, it's definitely important to uh, create something that I love. You know, there's YouTubers out there that have created YouTube channels that are popular, but then they kinda like fall off the rail because like they don't want to make those videos anymore because they weren't passionate about those videos in the first place. Right? Mm-hmm. They were just making stuff that was like popular. And sometimes you can successfully transition into other things. <clears throat> you know, like like for you know, PewDiePie was all about playing horror games. I, I don't remember the last time we played a horror game. Yeah you know but um he transitioned out right into like successfully but other people i don't think um a lot of people had you know they kind of get stuck like where um like there's this one youtuber called Stylish Dad and he um has a very successful channel on tailoring clothes it's just like fuck. This niche is working. I get like a hundred thousand subscribers. You know this and that. You know I got my affiliate marketing uh, stuff going. Like you know he probably makes a, a decent amount from that. You know nothing crazy, uh, but he he's probably you know got a good kickback from that, right? But then like I even see him like making videos on like I don't know what else. How what the hell else to videos to make? It's yeah. like. I've tailored this, tailored that, tailored this. I showed the sewing machines. I showed like, what else, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's finding that thing, like, are you willing to, um, what are you willing to put like constant new ideas into? Like, what can you see as an endless thing? But another thing you can, might almost want to consider is like, why not do a project that you're passionate about and just exhaust all your ideas? And then, like, you just create, like, this one, like, page where it's just, like, a bunch of good videos, and, you know, it's just a good channel that had, like, 50 videos, and it had its good run, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like a TV show, right? Instead of, like, The Simpsons, where, like, you go on forever, and it loses all its soul, you know, you have another, I don't know, Breaking Bad, you know? Like, where it ends, right? It ends. (laughs) At the right time. At the right time, right? So... Uh, that's another thing to consider as well, right? And you know, if you had success with that, and if you had like people, um, you know, uh, follow you, then you can probably transition to other things. Like, here's a really good example: um, Joji, so guy who uh, made Filthy Frank. Do you know about him? No. So, so Filthy Frank is just like a character this guy created. And, like, very, very, like, off-the-wall comedy, right? And people loved it, right? Uh, I loved that. I loved watching his videos growing up, like, just crazy stuff, you know? Um, him running around in a pink suit, you know? N- messing with people and just doing crazy stuff. And, like, very, like, almost, like, dark-humored as well. And he, and he actually was... Um, this is, like, when the U- YouTube was still, like, in an early phase... Before like movements like Me Too or like you know uh, heavily censoring like potentially racist content or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. When it was just like no holds barred, you know, uh, you can upload whatever and like whatever shock content, you know, would be, they just didn't care like about you know they just posted what was what they thought was funny, you know. Yeah. And he transitioned out of it at the same time. Like he, he finished, like he made like a last episode, like the the last, um, yeah, he made a last video and then he transitioned into, uh, doing music like very seriously and professionally. Oh wow. You know? And cause he was already making music throughout these skits. Right. Mm -hmm. And he made like rap songs, you know? So like people already followed him for his ability to make music. Right. So, and he, and he, like, exhausted, like, his love for, like, that... Um, the comedy. The comedy side, right? So so now, like, he's, like, more, like, matured into, like, a serious um, musician, right? Sure, okay. And so, so there's
0: opportunities to pivot.
1: Yeah, so there's opportunities to pivot, right? So don't be um, discouraged, like, oh, I can't do this forever. Like, but do you want to do it at all? Right. You know?
0: That's a good starting point.
1: You know, uh, I think... Like, for example, like, once I feel like I've made, like, because I thought about, like, making, like, a perfect, like, catalog of, like, the top principles, and then that'd just be, like, end of it, right? And that's something you could do, right? And you'll learn so much through that, and you grow so much through that, right? Like, for, for me, um, self-improvement, like, teaching it is really just um, so I can master it more myself. It makes sense. You know?
0: It sinks in more mm-hmm. when you're, when you're just sharing those, those ideas. I think it, uh, it cements a lot of it mm-hmm. in your own mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that I would also suggest anybody that's starting, it's actually something that you told me a few months ago that was like very liberating because When I'm thinking about ideas of, you know, what would I do that's fun on YouTube? What am I going to do that people will actually watch? Can I make money? It starts to become overwhelming. And then the idea of like sucking, really sucking at anything for me is a little scary. And then what you said to me was like liberating the idea of just not publishing it, but still going through the work, right? Putting the thought into what title What thumbnail would I use? And then doing like practice routines. So Mm -hmm. that's something that people can keep in mind as well. Not everything you make needs to be published.
1: Yeah, I think um, in this world we live today, like anytime we exude a certain amount of effort, I need more water. Um, Anytime we exude more effort into something, uh, we have a tendency to like post it and be like, Look at me! I'm cool because I put effort into this, and and it's almost like we totally forget about why we make things at all. Um, you know we, we're like wired to like I've made something, I put some effort in. Let me share it with the world. Like we're we are we we are wired to that now. Whereas I've allowed myself and given myself permission now to just make a project that I enjoy and that I will never, you know, even see the credit of, you know, maybe I'll share it with a friend. Maybe I'll post it anonymously, you know, if I, if that's like doable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, for me, like I've really switched over into like, Hey, what do I like to see? What's the video that I want to watch? Like, this is something that I want to create. I want to see, come into fruition and and that's the end of it like i'm not uh my self-esteem is not reliant on you know how popular is this video is this video going to be able to get me an income you know obviously it's a cool we're in a cool time where you can turn making videos in your bedroom into a living right Mm -hmm. and that's like a, a a dream for many people But I feel like if you start with that in mind and end with that in mind, you're not going to get far as far as like really being fulfilled, right?
0: Yeah, I think that YouTube has lots of advantages and the people that end up surviving and thriving are the ones that are working on projects that they are actually interested in. I'm sure there are some that are able to make it that from day one. They're just thinking of like, what are people watching? And, you know, am I willing to do that? And then just kind of going in that direction. But I, it, I don't feel like it's sustainable because, you know, no matter what you're doing on YouTube, it's going to require creativity. And creativity is not like a black and white thing of, of uh, you know, just going through the motions, it, there, there's some suffering uh, involved when you're trying to create some type of art
1: yeah I mean you gotta put some skin in the game um, <clears throat> I feel like we're too afraid to give a whole lot when we're not getting enough back right away you know so like I'll put five hours into a video and it gets 20 views or whatever right it's like well What's going to sustain me if I keep that up that rate, you know? Well, because if I don't like the video, you know, if I'm not falling in love with the process or whatever, what's going to sustain me, right? So mm-hmm. so for me, the, the resolve was like, okay, let me just make videos that I want to see, you know? So, and then as a result, like a video that I want to see and I actually enjoy watching over and over, other people are going to like.
0: Usually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You yeah, know? and also I think if, if if you do a video you don't really care about or you do one that you care about and you get the same amount of views, you still want to focus on the things you care about because mm-hmm. your chances of improving and and, and and sustaining the effort required to get good is a lot higher. That chances are much higher if you're working on something that you're – interested
1: so one idea i just came up with was like would you still watch your video if it wasn't like the attachment of you making it or you being in it
0: that's a great point yeah you know (laughs) right like yeah would i watch the video if it was someone else saying what i'm saying in the way that i'm saying yeah what you're what you're trying to yeah because
1: like i think like it's like the ikea effect so you know uh something that you've made uh you attach more value to Right, so sure. Um, um, th- I think that's huge when it comes to making your own videos, right? Um, there's that sh- the struggle of like, but th- the thing is though, when you actually like really try to make something you love, and like you think you're inspired and you think it's a good idea, and like you l- you love it and like you still love it like a month later, it's probably a really good video, you know. Um I and I've I've seen a couple of videos that I've made um that you know other people liked and it was just cuz like I made it it was I was, I, w- I just wanted to see it you know like that it was almost like it's like it's like the saying I think Michelangelo said this where you you look at a piece of marble and he's like the statue is in there you just got to carve it out Mm. You know, so like, the video is, exists. You just gotta make it. Yeah. You know, um,
0: but it's hard to turn off our need for validation, though, because like when mm. you like something you created, it it just feels better when there's a an agreement where other people also like it. You know? Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, there's another aspect, I guess, to that, and uh. There's this idea where you need to deprogram yourself to be completely independent of the good or the bad opinions of others Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's actually a lot stronger form of motivation to be able to be completely independent of what people think. Um, Yeah, it does feel good when like a bunch of people are clapping for you, but like a true master would be like, like for example, a comedy show, like like, you know, the, the real masters of comedy, you know, they'll be like, oh, like like you did great. And then one guy was like, Yeah, but I bombed the last joke. You know, he's still focusing on mm-hmm. the, the the art of the craft, right? He he still wants the masters. He's more interested in making a uh, a good comedy skit, or making something like that's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like being obsessed with making something that's perfect. Like, think of like Mr. Beast, right? His shtick is like, I want to make the best video, right? And he will yeah. like, he. This is one story where he like a million dollars, was already sunken into this one video, and he just scrapped it because he didn't like it, right? It wasn't, it wasn't good enough, you know. And so, it was just like, I just want to make stuff that. I really like, and I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that attitude is, in the end, the more mature attitude. Because, um, yeah, there's like, I'm making videos like, oh, well, I can, you know, almost like, it's almost like low-hanging fruit in a way. Because it's like, you can already see it. Like, oh, yes, if I make a video on this, and I make, you know, videos on this and this and this and this trending topic, I'm probably more guaranteed to, um, get views right but how do these topics come out of the woodworks anyway? anyways it, one guy had to say like like oh I want to I think this is cool I'm going to like introduce it to the world mm-hmm. right so there's that risk he took on putting all that effort into something and seeing if people would uh, like their project or not right at mm-hmm. the end of the day If you like your project, I mean, this is something I think you have to actually program out of yourself. Like, I actually did an affirmation for 90 days. This is from Leo's video, actually. Um, Leo Gira actualize the org, basically is like how to stop caring what other people think, I believe. And he has like this uh, exercise at the end. He's like, for 90 days, you just for like five minutes straight say, I am completely independent of the good or the bad opinions of others. And I just say that again and again and again and again for five minutes straight for ninety days. For ninety days. And and so and that actually has ha- deprogrammed me um, on needing that validation because um, what you end up realizing is uh, you don't even actually want appraisal from other people. Um, it's kind of like a relationship, like people having like a leash on you, like they're mm-hmm. pulling your strings um because what this works both ways right like so if someone says you're shit you know then if you have a d program it's like well i know i'm the shit so he doesn't know anything and and then if someone says like you're great like yeah it's great it, it feels good and if someone like you know like nowadays like someone has to like really like give me like a soliloquy of how cool i am <laughs> or like or like um or like give me like insight into like something a part of myself I haven't known before, you know, or like do like a gesture or something like that to like show their appreciation for me, that then I like really feel it, right?
0: So you're saying that you you're a little desensitized about other people's opinion?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very desensitized now,
0: and. Um, at least, That's a good place to be. At Teach least relative me, to where I was. <laughs> Teach me. I need that. <laughs>
1: relative to where I was, for sure. You know. Um, and so, because I think um, you know, th- there is a lot of YouTubers out there that um, still have that um, need for validation, and it shows with them making uh, immature choices of behavior, <clears throat> and. When I can think about is rice gum. So
0: we're where, shit talking on people now. Yeah,
1: we're shit talking. Yeah, fuck this man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know who you're talking I about, know, but I don't know his story.
1: But from what I and I don't even know what he does now. But when I you know saw content on him, uh, the mistake he made is he he had a uh, a lot of his self esteem grounded in look at all the money I have, you know, look at this, look at that, right? And so, um, so like a person like that, uh, has shadow work to do, you know, where they don't feel good enough about themselves yet, you know, uh, like, it's funny, like, have you noticed like, okay, rich people wear suits, billionaires wear sweatpants, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, they just wear whatever's comfortable, you know? Because, like, they know they're the shit, you know?
0: Yeah, there's nothing else to prove.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? So um, you'll see, like, Mark Zuckerberg just, like, in a sweater, <laughs> you know?
0: and Yeah, dressed down.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's comfy. It's, like, yeah, that's right. Like, And um, so, yeah, there's a little bit, like, of self-esteem in there, like, where I think some of us want, like, YouTube to, like, kind of be, like, a source of boosting our self-esteem. Um and that has you know been a successful boost for some people that have gotten successful, right? Um and that's a good thing and I'm not saying it's a terrible thing, but I wouldn't rely on it and I wouldn't bank on it, you know, especially in the uh, creator economy we have today. Um, any 16 year old can flip out their phone and start recording and get a million followers on TikTok, you know? So it's a lot different now,
0: right? Um, So you're saying I should be shaking my ass on TikTok instead?
1: Yeah, where are those videos? (laughs) I've been looking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's definitely different options for people to get their ideas Hmm. uh, out there. Uh, Definitely don't want to sound like we're, we're speaking from our high horse, even though within this room between the two of us, there's a million views on YouTube. Not bragging, but mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's we're fucking amazing. Yeah, between
1: guys. two of us, there's a million views. Yeah, yeah. We got like nine hundred thousand. scrape 000. every
0: video we've ever done. I
1: have nine hundred ninety-nine thousand, <laughs> <laughs> and you got like one,
0: <laughs> one or two. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so we've uh, had
1: small success on some videos. So we had a tiny taste about.
0: Yeah, about, yeah. That's right. Enough, enough to want to explore the idea mm-hmm. that, you know, you want to share your thoughts, mm-hmm. and, uh, and create something that people want to watch, right? Maybe you could learn from or, or be entertained by but uh, the I just want to talk about like current struggles, right? So right now, my struggle is getting started with this YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a plan where I'm going to be putting some more effort into videos. I'm setting some deadlines. What is something that you're currently working on with yourself that maybe you're struggling with? Keeping consistent routine still. Um, Anything in particular
1: within the routine? Um, like I, For me, like it's challenging myself. I think I have to... Whenever I set myself a minimum quota, then, like, I can get stuff done. But, like, on days, let's say I have to drive an hour. Like, right now, the situation is I drive an hour total and then work 10. And I'm there for 11 11 or 10 and a half hours, whatever. It's like 11 to 12 hour deal, right? So, to fit in, like, two hours of book writing is... Kind of close, along with you know, working out and stuff like that. And um, but other than that, um, I think another struggle that I want to train up is the ability to focus for incredibly long periods of time. And I've actually spoke on a topic like this because I'm te- this is what I need to teach myself. You know, every time I speak, it's I'm always teaching myself, right? Um, and it's like. I gotta give myself permission to like not be available to people. So, um, you know, there's like waking up at five a.m. and that's a great technique for the most part when it comes to um, being away, being awake that early. People are not texting you, right? And so you can get a lot of good work done. However, I'm on a night shift right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it's like, well. I really can't, you know, um, do that. So what the solution then becomes is like, well, think about like these people that are like really valuable, you know, millionaires, you know, you know, people that are like smokingly valuable, right. Famous people are always asking for their time. Right. So if I want to become a valuable person. What does the valuable people? What do those valuable people do? And it's like, well, they make themselves hard to reach, right? So for me, being able to set that boundary to even like say no to like a call is like, yeah, my friend's calling me this morning, but I'm just gonna, you know, have my phone off or have it on silent and just like reject the call or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't figured out. Maybe eventually I'll just like get a dumb phone or a second phone. And you know, have one with the SIM card in it, and the one with the SIM card in it uh, is shut off until like hmm. the time I I'm ready to be contactable.
0: Sure, I know? love the idea of, of protecting your your time and setting those those boundaries.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it because you know, there's like saying no to other people, saying yes to yourself. But I think saying no to other people, even taking your time saying yes to yourself. Because your life is just made up of the time that you've spent, right? So even saying yes to making your own me time, you know, and like safeguarding that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be like one struggle I'm going to overcome, I think, this year. Cool. You know, that's that'll be a good thing to like not be a problem in my life ever again, if I can get that done by this year. Cool. You know, so maybe it's purchasing another device. Yeah, or something, right? Okay, you cool. know,
0: I have some, I have some experience with that. Where when I made that decision to protect my time, there was a lot of fear there. Mm-hmm. Even with work, I would get a call from my boss or an email comes through, and then there's just this urge to like stop what you're doing to like handle this. Mm-hmm. And when I made the decision, uh, people are surprisingly receptive and they respect that. And so Mm. when you start to conduct yourself in that way, people will naturally adjust. They'll start to figure out what hours, Mm. if they want to get a hold of you, they should call after this hour. And when they text you, they'll get used to, hey, sometimes it takes them six hours to reply. Yeah. Or before I felt like I needed to, like, as soon as there's a ding, I got to react.
1: Yeah. And it's funny too, because like, I think of my brother and- He's, like, impossible to get a hold of. <laughs> like, I don't even know if he has a phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: He's you know, one of
0: those important people we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, like, he just doesn't look at his phone, you know, and he doesn't answer. He doesn't, like, you'll probably see a text and he just not give a fuck. To, but I'm like, wondering,
0: though, is reply. that, like, deliberate where, like, I want to protect ev- my time because I'm being productive? Or is it just, like, I don't care?
1: You know, whatever it is, it's working. <laughs> you
0: know? Whatever it is, you need to implement. I need to timeline. implement it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. What, however
1: that mindset is, you know, I think I would benefit from it, you know. Um, yeah. and, and that's hard because like, yeah, there's the FOMO, right? If you're missing out. And for me, the, the FOMO is around, you know, uh, connection, right? So most of my connection is through people on the phone, right? And so... Um, you know, my mom calls me, right. I call my mom, you know, it's like, we have like a routine thing, you know? Um, and so like, where would I be able to fit that in? If I, you know, like, and like also learning maybe to maybe like walk like a, like a halfway path where it's just like on my breaks, I'll have like a 10 minute conversation and I'll be able to like end it, you know, it's another thing too. I'll carry the conversation on way too long. Right. Mm. And it's just how it goes, right? Right. We just, and then we just get into the zone where we're just like talking for like 50 minutes, you know?
0: Yeah. I have, I I could definitely um, be more connected to some people. And I think about that a lot. Like if I only have like 10, 15 minutes, I just won't call because I just think like I want more time to call. But I would start adjusting that for myself because some days that's the only time you have and i'm better off with a 15 minute conversation than putting it off and then i don't talk to this person for a few weeks you talked about the dumb phone dude i am so cons- i'm like so close <laughs> to getting it right now because i have this stupid There's dumb app. phone apps now i have this stupid app that you know uh um, blocks YouTube and blocks like I could literally choose 50 apps for it to block it tracks everything but there's an on and off switch mm-hmm. right so yeah. it's literally like you know there's not enough friction I have crack in my pocket yeah I like crack <laughs> and then I have to like I'm just gonna have a little bit of crack like <laughs> it, I'm thinking of getting this dumb phone because then yeah. it I just don't have certain apps on my phone I feel like um
1: you know, we think about, like, tools for us, right? And, like, like a phone is an investment, you know? And, like, it guides so much of our life. And, like, yeah. that like, whereas, like, for our car, it's like, oh, $1,000 repair, fuck it. You know, we need it, right? <laughs> yeah, But it's like $1,000 phone is like, fuck that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that's, but, that's minimum but now. The phone will probably have more impact on your life than, like, the car, you know?
0: Possibly, yeah. It has every every tool, but it comes with repercussions if you overdo it. Yeah. I'm just not liking the idea because everything else in my life, as an example, food. I've decided a long time ago that I want to do better when it comes to to eating. And so in order to improve my habits and not torture myself, um, I don't have a lot of junk food. Like I have a sweet tooth like I would like to have ice cream every day if it wasn't so bad for me. I just don't keep it in the fridge. So then I don't have to fight the urge to have it or not.
1: I've done it differently. So I'm pretty sensitive to a lot of things. Sound, you know, substances, you know, um, food, you know. Uh, And, like, I know, like, if I, like, eat, like, an ice cream in the morning my focus is shot you know and i can't focus nearly the same and i've like created this dichotomy in my mind where i see like <laughs> um i'll actually be able to say no to like a food item like that a lot easier because it's like well i still have stuff to do today and i still want to focus today and i still want to have clarity of mind today so for me it just becomes a very easy decision you know and and like it, it's taken time to like like I would eat it, eat whatever food, right? And it would, give me like brain fog, and then I'll try to focus on something, and I'd be like, fuck,
0: like you just you're just having to work way harder w- to get yeah. And I'm like done.
1: this this is not worth that candy, you know. This was not worth it, right? And so and so now it's like bringing. So when I see like a, a, like uh, an ice cream, I don't just see the, the experience of eating the ice cream, I also see the experience of dealing with the collateral damage after, mm. you know? And sometimes, like, even you have an ice cream, and the next thing you know, you, your brain wants another hit of dopamine, so it pulls out the phone, and it goes to YouTube shorts, you know? And so it just goes one thing after another, right? So, like, you got a little bit of crack, and then you want all the crack, yeah. you know?
0: So we're we're going to be rocking the dumb phones, is what you're saying. <laughs> you have to be careful, my friend, because, like, I'm married, so I made it, baby. Like, you're out in the world looking for a chick. You can't bust mm-hmm. out a flip phone. And she's like, oh, you got Instagram? And you're like, yeah, can I send you a fax instead? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You need to be within the realm of the world. But uh what do you think about that? Have you actually looked into it? Like, the options out there for phones that are, limit some so of that crack w- we're talking about? One
1: option I considered is an app that turns your already existing phone into a dumb phone and it has like a $15 annual subscription or something like that. Yeah. I might try that, you know, but uh, I also really want to try just being more like strict on like just not needing the phone, right? So like I work on my laptop, right? Um, My laptop is not, giving me notifications from WhatsApp if I don't have WhatsApp open. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, And like when I walk away from the computer, it's gone.
0: Like I'm just, yeah, I'm 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 in the
1: cold world of my hallway with no extra stimulation.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm past that. I tried that. There's an app, the, the app blocking app. Yeah. And I just, turn it off sometimes i've deleted youtube like a hundred times disable and then go back to it so one of the problems i identified today like five hours ago i was talking to my wife about this because i pull out the app that shows like Mm -hmm. my usage i'm like i spent six hours on the phone today yeah like i'm not okay with that yeah you know and so when i talked about you know getting the dumb phone Mm -hmm. a question that she brought up that i'm like shit i should have thought of that it's not just about what I'm eliminating. What am I introducing, right? Because if mm-hmm. I just stop playing with my phone, but then I'm watching Netflix for six hours a day, yeah, I'm still not okay with that. So yeah. I got to figure out what the fuck am I going to do with that extra time. You know, what
1: this makes me think about is, um, so let's say you have a addiction to playing PS4, right? Well, you can just put the PS4 away, right? And then like when you want to play it, it's like, okay, this is the time I'm playing PS4, you know? And then it's like, when it's done, it's done, right? So, like, what if you, like, treated your phone like that? Where, like, so, like, you have your dumb phone on you all the time because we're kind of, like, attached to these damn things now, you know? So, But, like, dumb phones, like, I can't do anything fun on it, right? Yeah. Or whatever. And, and then, like, um, when you want to, like, watch the latest Mr. Beast video. Um, It's like, all right, I've scheduled my time. I'm taking it out of the freaking (laughs) lockbox. You know, (laughs) and, and, you know, um, because, yeah, and when you really want to take control of your life, uh, I mean, I've already made so many strides. You know, when I was younger, I would spend eight hours a day on the Discord app. (laughs) You know, watching YouTube, sun up to sun down. Playing video games, sun up to sound, sundown. Have you heard of the game Arc Survival Evolved? God, <laughs> you know, it's like so, always online. You know, so like someone can come and um, screw up and like just raid your base at any time. You know, so like so, it's to, one
0: of those things you have to build. You have to and build and be
1: online all day, every day, defending Shit. your yeah. So like it's hardcore. I mean, I mean, yeah, there are some good memories. But, like, for what it's worth, it's not worth, like, the, just having your entire life sink into it. Sure. Yeah, like, if you want to play that game, you get a tribe of 200-plus people to fill up the server <laughs> and have people play 24-7.
0: Never wow, log out. Just take over. Yeah,
1: and and, and you raid other servers, you know, like.
0: Yeah, I li- I like the idea of changing my mindset about the phone, looking mm-hmm. at it as a tool, and then separating, you know, some of the activities, right? So I can go from, I could use my laptop, if I'm gonna do something online using the laptop, instead of the phone, I like that there is a lockbox idea, man. The thing is, I just hate to admit, because I always feel like I have more willpower than the average person. Mm -hmm. And to admit that this fucking phone is like having power over me, Mm because I've seen commercials of you get this, like, it's a tiny, clear, safe, Mm-hmm. That you put your phone inside and then you hit a button and you could set a timer and mm-hmm. it's like this box is not going to open for the next four hours. Yeah. So then, if you're working on writing or you're going to record your videos, you're going to be productive. Mm-hmm. You can set you know a four time a four hour period where you have no access to the phone. There's but those. I feel like, come on, I'm better than that. I don't need a fucking phone safe.
1: Yeah, for me, I think I'm just, not better than that. Just the um. Just the notion of just like putting a phone away in a drawer is enough, and having it off.
0: Oh, you think you're better than me?
1: I already know. <laughs> you know?
0: Fuck. Okay. I
1: I. Um. I gotta think about this. You know, because like, well, because it's it's because it's turned off. You know, uh, your your subconscious will like have that pattern of like reaching for it and then turning it on. It's like, what? Oh yeah, it's turned off, right? Yeah that's enough for me right now, right? Okay, cool, man. If and, it's
0: working, it's working.
1: You know, um, but like, it also turned into like an art of like designing your life for that to work. Because using that phone that way for so long, um, you kind of can't even imagine a life without it. And you can't even imagine like, well, how am I going to do this or that? And like, what if, this, what if my friend wants to link up and blah, 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 right? And so you probably will miss out on the odd thing once a week even or once, you know, twice a month or twice a week, whatever. But what's worth more to you? You have to be really honest with yourself, you know, like, because at the end of the day, I want to become world class in teaching all about creating clarity, mental health, right? All that stuff. I just really want to be a really good teacher. And so that means a serious commitment to taking the time to read all the material, contemplate all the material, you know, practice teaching the material, writing about it, the whole nine yards, right? And so what sacrifices am I willing to make, right? And I feel like someone that's serious enough is willing to go against the grain of uh, what most of society does, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would respect a man way more that like um, is working on his stuff, you know and, and like you said, you know that will probably happen, Like people will like just communicate with your friends. like, look, this is how I'm structuring my life. I'm taking it a little more seriously now. Um, here's when I'm available, you know, mm-hmm. or there's gonna be a lot of times when I'm not available, and I just won't tell you. <laughs> you know, right. Um,
0: stuff like that. Adjusting other people's expectations.
1: Yeah, and I think I think as well, um, like especially if you talk to people like every day, when someone does then talk to you, a, they've lived a lot more life, so they've got more stuff to talk about, more cool stuff to talk about. But I think B, people will make that conversation more important. And they'll like not be talking to you while they're like doing the dishes or driving or whatever. Like they'll be talking to you like this is my time with Christian, right? You know, it'll be a more important conversation, a more emotionally tuned in, dialed in conversation. Yeah, well.
0: good point. Less is more sometimes. Yeah, Cool. So I still think I'm, I'm going to consider that stupid lockbox, maybe the dumb phone. I'm, yeah, really leaning towards a dumb phone because I'm like, that's the solution. Like if, if I get the dumb phone and then I have the goals that I want to achieve, I'll, I, it'll give me more time to work on that. And here's the baffling part. I was able to give up all of this just before, just before COVID. YouTube was gone, Instagram, Facebook was gone, and then I was just reading tons of books, listening to podcasts, and then I got into running, so I I spent more time doing that. And then now I'm just having a hard time going going back there. But I'm gonna keep fighting the fight. There's
1: like there's like those rounds where like how did I how was I not able to live with I've had rounds where I like I like foregone YouTube, you know? Like I just was able to be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not gonna watch it at all. Yeah. And there'll be like those moments where like I was like almost ideological against it. But then you fall back, you know, life happens, you get like into an, a boring job where it's like you have nothing to do but that, you know. Or whatever, right? And um so then you, you get you kind of get caught into the habit. So when you can like build your infrastructure, so like you have these structures in place that's gonna keep you at a homeostasis of you know the behaviors you want to see in yourself, right? So, um, like for example, I don't have like my Xbox out or like you know Nintendo ready ready like to just and then the TV out. Or the Netflix ready to play, like that's all packed away in the corner, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even have my game systems in the building I live in right now, right? And the TV we have was like the, the fire stick or whatever, like the allows the Amazon or TV or I don't know, Netflix, right? Um, you can tell how much I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like that's just in the corner. You know, sure. And what's front and center is the workout room, you know, with the with yeah, the, all the weights. So, um, like just even designing your environment like that, like kinda shows where your priorities are. Yeah. You know? And uh, but as a result, like the homeostasis has been uh, more and more like just working out um, and working on my book. Like it's just been a lot easier because it's not constant stimulation taking away. Because I think you need to be detoxed a bit just to enjoy writing a book. You know? I feel like if you're constantly, like, playing the next game of Rocket League or Dark Souls, and then, like, you have to sit down and write this book and stare at these words, you know? Um, it takes away from the enjoyment of writing a book, for example, or reading a book,
0: right? That's a good point. I think yeah. there's a
1: lot of... Like, I, I don't know, I have this idea about dopamine, and you could probably put science towards it, but I just like to focus on, like, what's the direct experience, right? And so for me, the, the direct experience is I have, like, a dopamine budget. So, like, let's say, like, I have, like, 100 points of dopamine I can spend today, right? And so, like, I pull out my phone, I look at some memes, boom, 20 points gone, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, you know, working out, 10 points gone or whatever, right? Um, and, like, so, so if I, like... Like I said, like even earlier about like me having like an ice cream, my dopamine sh- shot, like I spent some points before I could get to my book and then my book is less appealing. It's mm-hmm. so, like, as like you kind of like deplete your reservoir of like spending your dopamine, right? Then things that are important to you, which is usually the difficult tasks, right? Like that are monotonous or more boring become less appealing to you and mm-hmm. So like that's why like I've des- like designing my environment where like I can't look at my phone, right? Or like my phone's off in the morning,
0: right? Mm, you know this yeah, this li- limited amount of dopamine per day kind of explains what I experienced when I was pretty much off of social media and YouTube and that was for about 8 months as I said Life was different. So I was actually reading books. Like now I'm back to I could only do audiobooks. Right. And I could only, and not just only, but I prefer to do it while I'm running or doing other things. Mm-hmm. Where before I did build up that focus, I could sit there and, and read a phys- physical book and, and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I want to get that back. Dumb phone, here I come. Yeah. So.
1: That's kind of, and also, like, um, I feel like, and that's kind of what I've been writing about in my book, where, like, we need to intelligently design our lives such that we can enjoy the things that are important to us, you know? And the things that happen to be important to us are things that um, require a, a dopamine detoxed brain, you know? Uh, anything important is going to be work like, you know, so for examples that I'm dealing with writing my book, reading books, right. You know, even working on a YouTube channel is more work than just watching a video, right. Um, and I've seen other people talk about this, um, where you want to like switch your fulfillment about things uh from like consuming content to creating content so like i even think about this now right where it's like i think i just want to get into like writing about things as a hobby like i'm starting to like enjoy writing that much now cool you know where like i've worked over 20 jobs now (laughs) damn you know and like there's just all these funny stories with each one you know and some of them have like hundreds of funny stories you know and I thought about just like writing like entries about like each of these jobs, and maybe I'll turn it into a book one day or something like that. But like mm-hmm. just as like a fun, you know, like just kind of like um, cataloging of all the experiences that I've, that I've had, you know, and like explaining that, you know, uh, I feel like that that'll be enjoyable to to um, to go through, you know, like combing through my memories. Sure and I like and so, for example, like that is an example of like a what I would call like a like a clean fuel or like um like a healthier alternative of a source of dopamine right so whereas like so I make this dichotomy where it's like clean fuel versus dirty fuel, right so what you know very simply, just for an an analogy it's like well, what are you gonna eat today Cheetos or spinach you know like what's the clean feel what's the dirty feel right i mean you're gonna get the same calories in you you know um but like how uh how good is the source right mm-hmm. and so think, think about the same thing with dopamine right it's like we're gonna get the same amount of stimulation you know but what's gonna be the source right so the source is it gonna be like from youtube videos watching them or is it gonna be from like writing your book right
0: mm, okay so so is there I don't know much about this but does dopamine get released through exercise or is that something yeah.
1: else
0: Yeah I I'm, I'm a little and ad- adrenaline dopamine the, Yeah there's like a there's
1: like a whole pharmacy of chemicals and like Robin Sharma talking about it it's like norepinephrine I, don't even, I can't even pronounce it epinephrine. Um, BDNF you know um just all the all the good shit you
0: need, you know comes from exercise.
1: Exercise, yeah, including dopamine. Serotonin, you know.
0: Yeah. Much ha- a much, much healthier person. option than a lot of the That's the thing true. is the a lot of the social media and other dopamine hits you get from the phone is just kind of like instant and you just don't feel good. The reason why I want to change that habit is that mm-hmm. I could look at my phone the weekly stats of how much time I spend on the yeah. phone, and I can equate that with good versus bad days.
1: Yeah, that's not funny. And um, what's uh, – how, how was I going to put it? Um, how did you – I just had the idea, but then it escaped. Say that what are you saying again.
0: That the stats that of my phone, I can – There's a correlation to bad days being the days that I use the phone the most. And so you know what? Now (laughs) it's interesting to think about because now I don't know if I am I had a bad day because I was on the phone a lot or I was on the phone a lot because I was having a bad day. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But either way, I would like to just go back to a place of um, having a little more control. And Mm -hmm. the crazy thing, man, this is, this is why early in our conversation, I was talking about being like tormented. And I think that there is a dark side to like self-development because Mm -hmm. if I list all the things I do on a daily, Mm -hmm. like I sleep, I sleep enough. I don't hit the snooze button. I take cold showers. I ran 50 K this week. Mm -hmm. Like there's a huge list of things I read. There's a whole bunch of shit that I'm constantly working on, but I can't, I still have a hard time justifying like, oh, I'm doing all these things. So then it's okay for me to just blow six hours, like a day. Like that's a lot. Like it adds up at the end of the week. That's a full-time job, you know? Yeah, You put seven days in, I feel like I could do more. That comes from like wanting to respect
1: your life more, you know? Um, And we are so indoctrinated in our culture uh, to accept these as like it's normal to like have like 20 hours on your phone a week or you know and so I think you're fighting even ideas that you've been programmed with because everyone else is doing it you know
0: huge yeah
1: and so and so then this goes into the topic of like really being an independent mind and an independent thinker you know, um, if you really, so, <clears throat> so this is actually, uh, kind of like a goal I wanted to like push, you know, this year, especially like, and even just going more and more to the hilt with this goal and it's becoming more of an independent mind, um, and having my own independent thoughts, uh, you know, uh, not being swayed by the people doing things that I want, you know, making videos cause I want to see it happen, right. Right not for like the validation, you know, um, working on a project that I'm fascinated about. Mm-hmm. Um, and also saying things, calling, uh, calling it, what it is, how I see it. So like how I see it, it's like incredibly dysfunctional and unhealthy to like be on your phone this much, you know, it's incredibly dysfunctional and healthy to eat these kind of foods. Right. But because it's so normalized, people are too scared to say it's that unhealthy. Right? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, when your whole world is just unhealthy as hell, it's, that's the normal, right? I mean, and definitions of what's healthy and unhealthy can be varied by the person. Right? Um, uh, you see, um, I think of... Uh, Like, for example, if you really want to optimize your diet, right? And like, where you're like, you cut out like grain forever, you know, you cut out dairy forever, you know, because you've built up this case in your mind, or like you get, you don't have canola oil ever, right? Because you built up this case in your mind, like it's so unhealthy, I only want like what's best for me, right?
0: Mm. Tough self because I love my cheese. And
1: then having, right? Well, then having like the courage to assert your reality enough so that at least you get what you want. So you're not trying to be ideological to other people, you know, but ideological enough such that you can assert at least what you think onto reality so you create your own comfy bubble, you know? Because for me, like if I'm not working out every day or whatever like maybe i'll change it eventually but like for me like for example working out every day is like showing my respect for every day you know cold showering every day is like showing my respect for every day by like blasting away all who all of me that doesn't want to show up mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and so like i've almost turned like my routine into like a religious practice right where um like a, a really big goal for my life is to really turn my life into like a religious routine <clears throat> where everything's spiritual. Everything means a lot, you know? Mm. Everything I do is like, important. Like a ritual. <clears throat> yeah, and like everything I do is important. It's like intentional because I want it, you know? Um, and it's not because society's telling me. It's because I
0: want right. this. Yeah, the one thing I wanted to ask you about is um, I talk a lot about fear on this show. And I know that we grew up different. I guess there's different things that we experience. So I feel like I grew up with more fear than you did. Maybe there was more, I don't know, maybe you were more allowed to be yourself at home or just be yourself in your environment where you were able to speak your mind. But I'm sure there's still some fear, like no no one – like fear is just a part of life. Is there something that you've been wanting to do that maybe fear has been holding you back?
1: It's kind of funny because like a lot of my – um uh, a lot of my life. So so growing up, I was very accepted at home, almost too much. Like may, maybe a couple ass whoopings would have done good for me. <laughs> um, but like, so like, so I grew up with like so much anxiety about like bugs and stuff that I couldn't even go outside. <clears throat> so I've worked through that, right? And so like, and now I can like touch bugs, you know, and like be fine. Um, and you know, going outside and, and camping, all... do you camp? I, I, I could camp. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> you say, how <laughs> do you
0: say could like, like it's, Cause I've done
1: glamping. Um, yeah. and like, I like, I love hiking and stuff. And okay. Like if I was to camp, um, yeah, I would really want like good, really no, if I'll be okay with, with brown bears, don't need to bring a gun, whatever, right? But like, right, okay, I'm comfortable enough with that that I could do it. Okay. Um. And then, and so like, so now like I just kind of, I've just been kind of like looking for places where like, I'm like, hey, where, where am I scared of? Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so growing up, as you know, I haven't been into uh, socializing a lot. Right. So, so for me, it's, it's been like, Talking to people, right? And then, and then now I'm just like, I can actually go to a club alone.
0: Cool.
1: <laughs> you know. And but, sober. But now, I, and sober, and sober. Yeah, I don't even drink. Yeah, I don't. I don't value drinking because I actually value a clear mind more. You know. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. If I'm getting fucked up, it's not alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess one thing I'm working on now is, like, just talking to people in clubs, you know, talking to women, you know, and through that, like, just approaching more social skill. Because one huge problem with men today uh, that especially that grew up in the similar life I have, right, kind of... More like a recluse, playing video games, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. someone would attribute the label of, like, an incel lifestyle, right? It's kind of the basement dweller, right? Um, I kind of outgrew that now. Like, I wouldn't even call myself that. Um, But, like, you know, there's that whole thing of, like, struggling with uh, talking to women, you know. And that just comes from, like, a severe lack of experience of talking to people in general. Mm-hmm. You know, learning the skill of just being emotional in a conversation, you know, and learning the skill of like not having, you know, running out of shit to say, you know, and that's really hard and sober, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, so one thing, things I have been doing is going out. Um, and then you know, now I'm just trying to get a stable, uh, like enough work schedule that works. <laughs> It's with me going out, um, mm-hmm. but that's been the goal I've been pushing for, and and I wouldn't have done it like I wouldn't have like been that gung ho about like going and meeting around people like that because I've done small smaller steps like I've went to like meetup dot com groups you know and, mm-hmm. and at sixteen years old I'm like there with it. there's like a bunch of like you know grown ass people <laughs> you know that are like ten years older than me I'm I'm the youngest by ten years
0: you know. I'm sure there's some pedophiles licking their lips. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and meat. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but thankfully, yeah, none of that with Meetup. Um, but uh, that was a process of just, you know, me learning how to talk to people. Like that was a piece of growth. And I think for like people that, you know, just uh, starting nowhere, that's a good place to start for me at least, for me to like level up now is like learning how to talk to people in clubs and stuff. Because like even like the idea of like going to clubs, I just hate that lifestyle. You know, Mm -hmm. like drinking your face off, partying, you know, like I'd love a deep conversation like this. Like this is the cat's meow right now, right? But that's where people gather. Sure. You know, I mean.
0: And please don't say cat's meow at the club. (laughs) <laughs> sure,
1: <laughs> you know, um, I'll make it work. <laughs> um, and
0: so, so you're you know, just challenging yourself.
1: Yeah, and and I wouldn't have had that. Like, um, like I wouldn't have even like opened my mind to this. You know, I I I'd still be putting more effort. You know, mm-hmm. like right now, I still need to figure out like what clubs are popping at what days. Sure, <laughs> you know. So that's a hurdle I have to, you know, but like that's one of the things you're you, you, you supposed should, you should to do in like taking this as like a serious endeavor and like trying to like become more social. It's like you yeah. look at what are all the places that are yeah, in, yeah. you know, Calgary <laughs> and like how, what are the turnout like every night? Like how, yeah. is, it, is it more popular on Fridays, on Thursdays? Wednesdays, right, <laughs>
0: dude. I fucking, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, because we're so alike. Like you have, you're looking at this. Well, that's just new, being
1: serious, you know. I
0: know, but you're looking at this new, it, you know, endeavor. Is. You're calling clubbing like an endeavor, and then it becomes a goal. I and know. Then you have like a minimum amount of days a month you gotta hit it, or like a minimum amount of like girls you have to talk
1: to. You
0: know. Yeah, yeah. You know, no. like I love it. It makes sense, man. It makes sense because in the end, it is a problem you're trying to solve, right? Like. Mm it's something you're trying to create a system because if you don't attack it with that sort of seriousness, mm-hmm. like years could go by and then you have a goal to become more social. And then you're just like the 40 year old with no friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, my name's Jules, by the way, if anybody wants to be my friend, I'm, I'm, <laughs> look, I'm that 40 year old that has no friends.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Got to put up Kijiji ads. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, so for me, um, like what really uh, um, pushed me into like, like growing some nuts and being like, all right, let's like do some like, you know, uh, actual practice of socialization was like uh, Leo Giro's videos on his eight-hour three-part series, "How to Get Late," <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he like in those in those videos he points out like you know, uh, any struggles you have with like, you know, getting a girlfriend or making new friends, it's just, you haven't socialized enough, you know, you haven't put yourself out enough, you know, and I think, you know, especially in today's, like, I can't even imagine like having TikTok in my hand at age six, you know, right, you know, that's just completely would destroy your life. And, and that is going to be a huge upcoming market, like, of like, People will pay good money for like teach like teaching how to like socialize, you know. Like and, and there's like oh, yes. and there's like I've 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 been reading other articles were in like and like threads on like Reddit and whatever where uh, they're like taking out recess in schools and stuff like that and like in the USA and mm, stuff like is that. Is it because
0: of COVID or I
1: don't, it was like it was like to try no it was like to try and like make if I recall correctly to f- put a more serious focus on the books or something like that, mm. you know, but like most of the education in school is also learning how to p- talk to other people and, you yeah. know, how to survive on the playground, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, w- especially at least in uh, North America and Canada and U.S., uh, we're leaning towards a direction of, you know, boys, especially getting a lot more socially awkward what am I doing later for Minecraft, you know? <laughs> you know,
0: stuff like that. So you're thinking that the guys are more okay like spending time alone? Yeah, I think so, but they suffer for
1: it socially. Right? I mean right. they're not but they're less but they're not we're not okay with being alone. You know? Yeah. Um and so like and then now like you're like twenty years old and then like you you barely um you know you have so much fear that you can't even, like, talk to women your age, right? And I, it, it's just a conversation, for fuck's sake, you know? There's, you're not, like, going to war here, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, and then, again, it's just um, such a lack of experience, right? And so I, I really do see, like, um, that's going to come up more and more. I mean, you already see it with people becoming more and more socially awkward, Um and uh it, it was actually surprising like I was like I thought I was socially awkward and then like you know throughout the several jobs I've worked I've become a lot less and I've become a lot more like to the point like we're because I've had an, an identity of like I'm the socially I'm the social awkward person <laughs> you know and like I don't know anything and I, I I was <laughs> you know like I was like just i just didn't pick up on things at all right cuz i just didn't have the experience social cues you social mean social cues um what to say what not to say what's okay you know mm. um what is okay for some people what's not okay for different people you know and and learning like people have different entire belief networks and like and different like customs of like what's polite and stuff like that mm. you know um and so like, you know, I just, uh, through trial and error, like, you know, like I'll have like a friend be like, yo, what the fuck? And be like, what? Like I'm just being normal. And they're like, why are you doing this and that? And then, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. That's like, is that like a thing? Is that like a <laughs> social thing? And i will be, be like, yeah. It's like, not yeah. cool to bust
0: my dick out all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. You mean I don't piss with the door open? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, um, so there's a lot of that, right? um but it's cool cool that you're you're putting yourself out there now Mm -hmm. and you know making up for some some lost time you have to i mean and the
1: thing is like i'm thinking about like being like a very self-actualized person and this is just like one of the things to check off the list like being able to talk to who i want Mm -hmm. and eventually like you know to to get a significant other to get a girlfriend right um you know to have that confidence to be like yo that woman looks amazing i want to talk her talk to her right so um and just having that that confidence and being able to just say whatever Mm -hmm. you know um and if it clicks great you know and if it doesn't having that understanding that like that's what socialization is like you know i think a lot of guys too it's that fear of rejection, right? and, this, yeah, and it's, like, it's huge. Like, I mean, think of it this way. How many people, like, so guys, do you know? You know, colleagues, work, people um, that, like, you know, you talk with on a normal basis, but, like, you're not, like, tight friends. You know, you don't have, like, crazy chemistry, right? Like, it's very hard to find, like, really cool friends, cool friends that are, like, super great chemistry with you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing for women. You know, like finding like your 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 girl is like finding your best friend, you know? And so it's only natural to be, um, to only get like 1% of women, you know, to be interested in you or whatever, right? Or like 10% of like women to be interested in you.
0: Man, I wish I, I, wish <laughs> I had somebody to have this talk with me when I was like, you know, out there in the dating world because I've never heard it put in that way. Mm. And it makes a lot of sense. So it's just, it becomes a numbers game and you have to be okay with getting rejected, whatever that means, of you just not connecting with the person. Because I would build it up in my head before like making a move to go and like talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And the fear was just like so massive. So, like, the amount of women that I've seen over the years that I'm like, it would be awesome to go and, like, talk to her. And I just didn't make a move, you know, because of the the fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And when you put it in a way of, like, yeah, it's supposed to be like that. Yeah. Because when you think about friendships, like, how many people have you talked to in your life? And then how many do you actually, like, continuously see
1: and they click it's a small with, number yeah and like and like and it's an incredibly small number for like people they just have incredibly good chemistry with right mm-hmm. and for me i only keep those people around you know i'm min max like i just like if i don't have much chemistry with them i try not to spend too much time with them you know um sometimes people be pulled into my life you know and i um and, uh, it's kind of good to hang out with them. And like, I like kind of be support with them and stuff like that. You know, you have those people too, like supporting people, but yeah, I mean, um, when it comes to, uh, who I associate with, like most of my time, it's the people that are just going to have like that, that just crazy, crazy chemistry. Right. Mm-hmm. Or we could just like shop at Walmart and just have a great time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, Because we're just making jokes or doing whatever, you know, we can be sitting in a room, you know, doing nothing, you know. Just
0: yeah. Time. Exchanging ideas.
1: So, yeah. So, I mean, for me, my biggest fear, like, where I feel the most fear right now has been just socializing, right? So, like, talking to women, you know. Um, so, that's something I'm working on. Um, that's something I could be taking more action on, for sure. Yeah. Um. And then, like, before that, like, you know we're talking about the practice routines right talk about killing your inner critic like like no other technique right by just making videos that you don't post you know i made 30 videos and like and i was posting some videos and i was like uh, an online friend i was um was saying like why don't you post these like "Ah, i don't want (laughs) to almost like i'm messing with him because he's a youtuber as well Mm -hmm. and he wants to be like a big youtuber self-help guy and and um i'm just like yeah i'm just making these videos like they're great you should post them i'm like no i don't want to (laughs) i demand better you know (laughs) um because i'm already i'm good like i don't need it to be up i'm I'm satisfied i was like fuck that was a great practice routine you know it's up on youtube unlisted um and then like i'll share it with my family if they like you know if they like it then they'll tell me and if they don't like it don't worry about it you know Right, because um, I. But I've, it's
0: not it's not a fear. It's just your the quality isn't where you want it to be.
1: Well, I guess what I was trying to say in terms as the fear is like for example the fear of like uploading and putting things out. So there's the fear of that, and there's like the fear of like just creating content. So I've definitely just decimated just the fear of creating content. But like, yeah, like fear of like. Putting stuff out. So, like, for a while, I put, like, oh like 40 or, like, 60 or, I don't know, just 30 at least. Um, like, just YouTube shorts, you know, just me, like, speaking, just, you know. And I just kind of kept it up for a few months, you know, to just... And I've done that before where I've, like, I posted videos and I just need to get over the fear. Of course, all those videos are privated now, but... Um, I'm already like way less attached to like what people think and all that. I mean, and I'm not really attached to, um, what people think anymore. Um, it's just, um, what was the biggest fear for me was, uh, an old toxic friend group that I had, uh, would find me online and then, uh, put me down and because it's from them, uh, it packs a bigger punch. Mm-hmm. Right, because I was uh, attached to them and maybe still today still attached to them and, you know, still genuinely care for their well-being. But because the relationship's not new working, I don't want to see them again, right? Mm-hmm. But that was like the biggest fear beyond some random bloke just coming right, and like being like, your video sucks. It's like, great. Let's see you do better, <laughs> you know?
0: Sure. So so there because there was a connection there, The, the the fear of judgment was higher
1: yeah and i think um you know for a long time uh just kind of uh ripping out the anchor of my attachment to these people Mm -hmm. um that was like that took like two years to process you know and so like that's why i kind of say like it's almost like a rite of passage that one needs to go through when it comes to uh, their personal development journey. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I feel like it's just like a painful thing, like especially, you know, because we all have like those people that we grew up with that, you know, you thought you could be friends for life and you've been friends since middle school, high school. Now you're 30 and it's like, dude, I'm getting my shit together and you're not? Like, we can't continue like this, right? So, um. There's that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, no, that's, uh, it's tough when you grow apart with people that you care about, Hmm. but it's a part of life, man. We're not going to be friends with the same people. And it doesn't even make sense to because the odds that you're both going to continue to grow sort of in the same path. Even like a marriage, it's very tough. Like some people are married for like forty, fifty years, but there's work to be done, right? For you to kind of go in the same in the same direction. Um so I'll we're gonna wrap things up here uh in a little bit. Uh I always like to kind of leave with a, a message of hope and a goal that we can like work towards. So I want you to give some thought to something that you want to accomplish and ideally with a date, because I think dates are important. I feel like if you give yourself five years to accomplish something, you'll take five years. Yeah. And if you give yourself a month, you could probably do it in a month. So in my case, what I'm committing to, I have a YouTube video up that I put up a, a few years ago that did really well. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking of a follow-up video for years. Mm -hmm. And then I decided figuring out, is it going to be comedy-related, something different? But I almost want to stay within that realm just because of the fact that there's some uh, subscribers already attached to that channel. So my target, which I will do, is by the end of November Mm -hmm. of this year, 2022, I will be posting another video. Most likely, it will be related to that because that video is stand-up comedy. So most likely, it will be almost like a tutorial slash instructional slash story of how I was able to put together a a stand-up comedy routine. So almost like encouraging other people. Because in the comments section, dude, it was crazy the amount of people that are like, I want to do it like I, but I'm so scared yeah. and how do you do it and whatever. So I just kind of want to, that'll be my next video and it'll be up before like how November to remember. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be a how to, but mixed in with how I, how I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How I yeah. performed, how so. I did it. Yeah. No, how I did it. And then of course, like that's how I can draw people in and then there will be, you know, instruction and suggestions of, mm-hmm. Like in my case, I almost feel – this is the fucked up thing about how our minds work. (laughs) The video did so fucking well, and then somehow I have to take it away from myself, right? Because (laughs) I took a class on how to write stand-up. I felt like I cheated. Like I don't deserve all of these views, and they only think I'm funny because, like, I cheated. I found the cheat code. But in the end, it's available for all. Anybody can go to a class. Learn how to write and then get in front of a crowd and do it, but I still had to get over that. Even to post it mm-hmm. took me a few years. Yeah, so that's my goal. Amazing. What about you? What's next? So, so approaching fear.
1: Uh, I actually thought about this like a long time ago when I, when I first heard your podcast. I was like, "Well, fuck, I'm going to be on this podcast. I have to <laughs> think of something cool." Mm-hmm. So, still terrifies me. Um, but I got to do it at some point and I could probably even do it in one night. But, um, by the end of November, I've won, I would want to have had done 10, like really strong approaches. With nice. I think that would be like a humble goal. <laughs> Minimum. I could do it in one night. I could just like fucking, yeah. you know? Um, but I think like, I think like you said, like you can just like put it off forever, but like, Having that goal, you know? Yeah. Now, don't y'all talk about <laughs> facing fear? <laughs> yeah. You know, in like one month. doing. That. I think that would be a fun one to do. Because then you know what, too? When you face a goal, you almost give yourself permission to have the courage.
0: You know? Yeah, and it's good to kind of like verbalize it. Mm-hmm. Because... Sometimes we could stay vague, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, I want to do more of this action. Yeah. Right. Like, what does more mean? When you say 10 and you say a date, yeah. that's already like, okay, in order for me to do that, I have to start thinking, s- figuring out where am I going to go? Where are these opportunities going to come? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and just learning more about what's going on in, in the city so that you can yeah. get out there more. Cool, man. That's a good goal. Maybe uh, when we're on together again on a future episode, we can both How's it update, going? <laughs> yeah, update how how it's going.
1: Yeah, I like that. I can go on forever stalking It's so much fun talking with you. so
0: Cool man, yeah, I had a good time. so if uh, is there uh, anywhere where people could uh, find you if um, anybody wants so, to check out your
1: stuff? Um, yeah, my channel that's not where I want it to be right now, but that's where if you want to gather. To where I'm at, it's uh, creating clarity with Christian on YouTube. Um, uh, I probably will keep that name because it's you remember it like that. But for now, that's what it is. Um, and I, I don't know. Maybe I'll brand myself because I, I have I have thoughts about like branding myself with like just my first and last name as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so like Christian Bandeos, right?
0: Yeah, I like it because like the creating clarity with Christian Mm -hmm. is like memorable, Mm -hmm. but like I watched and not everybody watched it, but there was a documentary about Scientology. There was a lot in there about going clear and clarity. So I think there could be uh, a sort of connection to religion somehow. Well, yeah,
1: like Christianity, Christian, right? It's like that, that, that SEO connection, right?
0: Yeah, like but I don't. Of, I don't know, man. If if it's like if you yourself connect to to the name, I I would keep it because. Yeah. Um, but other than that,
1: like yeah, it would be like Christian Van so V A N D A O S, right? So,
0: cool. Um, All right.
1: And yeah, but other than that, yeah, creating Claire with Christian on YouTube. Um, and until then, i will probably that's where, that's where I'm at. You know, uh, I might have a website at some point. But for now, cool. That's it.
0: And the next time we talk, we will be talking about the book that we'll be launching, probably twenty twenty three. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of. I have no idea. It could be another year to like really like finish polishing it. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm making strides on it now. You know, and that was the hardest part with going to this book because I didn't even have a solution <laughs> when I started because it was the book I needed for myself sure you know so
0: and and what do you think about uh sharing the the name of of the book because i know it's not fully registered but i just wonder if even getting it out there into the world if someone else attempts to steal your name
1: (laughs) yeah i mean yeah that would be fine um so it's a word by a maid called dopamine fishing so uh yeah um so that's coming um no matter you know it's one of those almost right now it's just one of those projects like i just want to finish because it's like it would be the biggest project i've done in my life you know and as a result it's like a little self-help guide for myself Mm -hmm. you know
0: cool so everybody look out for dopamine fishing coming in 2023 (laughs) awesome all right all right man thanks